Alrighty guys, what is going on? Welcome back to the Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast. Hope you're doing amazing. It is about noon on a Tuesday here. Just got done doing some client emails. Just got done creating some content. Earlier had my workout, had a good workout, uh, increased strength, increased reps and weights in a few different areas. So overall, just having a really, really good day, um, which brings me to like a kind of a side point. But uh, this the, the same workout I did today, I did last week because I do my programs anywhere from at the very least six weeks to more like 12 weeks because I just like staying on one program like I don't like a lot of like exercise variation like I'm totally cool with just doing the same exercises over and over and over again as long as they're getting me results that's what I care about like I don't care about going to the gym and doing things like I care about getting results um so but uh yeah so that's the point of like last week this was a I mean I I hit a few good marks but it was a tough it was a tough workout like it felt things felt heavy I still got what I was supposed to do but things felt kind of heavy just not 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 I don't want to say good, but not uh, not as best as I could. But today, like everything just felt on point. Everything felt great. Had some good pumps. Like got good muscle activation. Um. So, point being, there's gonna be days where you feel great, and there's gonna be days where you don't feel great, and there's gonna be days where you feel in between. But like regardless you still have to show up and do what you came to do. Like you still have to show up and do what you're supposed to do, even when those days come, because nobody's going to feel great every day. Nobody's going to be motivated every single day. Nobody's going to have the best workouts or the best diet every single day. It's just not going to happen. But this is something that honestly I learned throughout a few different people. But one of the main people was, was Kobe Bryant. And like I studied so much about what he talks about as far as staying even keel. And it's just like, if you can just stay consistent and not get too high or too low all of the time, like you're just going to dominate. Like you're just going to win because on the bad times, you're still feeling great. And on the great times, you feel great. Like you're always in this good kind of even keel, level-headed mindset. So uh, yeah, that's my kind of intro to this podcast. I don't really know where that, I was going with that, but uh, it kind of dives into the podcast. Um, So this podcast is going to be your muscle building checklist. Um, I'm not sure how long this is going to be. I guess we'll figure it out when we get there, but um, I want to kind of build a muscle building checklist because I want to start off by saying why building muscle is so important. And, and it's so important for everybody, not just somebody like myself who is looking to put on obviously as much muscle mass as humanly possible. But it's important for every single person, especially women and especially people who get older. Because the more muscle mass you have, first and foremost, the higher your metabolism is going to be, right? So like if you have a higher metabolism, that's good for so many different reasons, not the least of which is you can eat more food without gaining weight. So like if you don't want to have to eat 1500 calories every day, like cool, build some muscle and you're, you know, whether it increases to 16 or 17, whatever that looks like. But point being, you'll be able to eat more food without gaining, without gaining weight and being able to maintain kind of your current physique. Um, again, not only that, but like it goes into like, you know, you, you can look the way you want to look. Like if you want those shoulders, if you want glutes, if you want arms, like that's how you get it. You get it from building muscle. Like you don't get those, you don't get that look from just diet. And that that's where like you can go into like the skinny fat thing, right? We're like, yeah, you lost weight, but like you don't really see much muscle definition, like abs are kind of like eh, so like build muscle, build strength, and, and that's very important. It also is important for just overall health, like overall bone density, overall uh joint health, overall like so many things. So building muscle is I mean Personally, like it, I think it's one of the top two, three things you should be focusing on, and most people don't. It's not even in their top ten. They're like losing weight, apple cider vinegar, diet pills, carbs, sugar. Like, focus on building muscle. When, if, and when you build muscle, so many good things are going to come from that. That is going to make 
weight loss easier. That's going to make maintaining your weight easier. That's going to make like looking in the mirror and being proud of how you look and liking the way you look. That's going to be easier when you have muscle, right? So um, it's very important. Um, so I, I kind of want to go through a checklist. Um, these are mostly in order. So uh, I'm going to start off with intensity. And this is this is the most important driver of muscle growth. It's and And so many people think that like if you're in kind of that world, they think it's like, oh, volume, get enough volume. Where that is true, you do need a certain amount of volume, but if you're not bringing the intensity you need to bring to your sets and to your exercises and to your workouts, your body's not going to change. Because I've said this on a few podcasts before, but what you need to have happen for your body to change is you need to provide a stress on your body. Your body has to adapt to. Our our bodies do not want to build muscle. Our bodies don't want to lose fat. Our bodies don't want to change. They want to stay the same. It's something called homeostasis. You may have learned about it in like sixth grade science or fourth grade science. I don't really know. I didn't pay attention much in school, but I learned there was homeostasis. Um, so again, your, your body wants to stay at homeostasis no matter what. It doesn't care if you want to build muscle. It doesn't care if you want to lose fat. It, that has no relevance to you. What happens is like, for example, this is kind of like a side note, but like, for example, when you're trying to lose fat, it, your body's going to tell you, hey, I'm hungry. Why is it telling you this? Your body wants to stay at the weight it's at and it wants to stay at the body fat percentage it's at because it likes homeostasis. So it's going to give off these cues to you, oh, I'm hungry. That means I need to eat. That, that's what comes about because, again, your body is trying to protect itself. Your body's trying to stay at its homeostasis. That's where I always say like some hunger on a diet is going to be normal because no matter what, you're eating less calories than what your body burns. So there's going to be some hunger there. But that's why that kind of happens is because it wants to stay at homeostasis. It doesn't want to change. And like building muscle is no different. If, if you are not providing a great enough stress that your body has to adapt to, like again, like if you're doing a set of – if you're doing a set of 10 reps – and the like all those entire 10 reps really weren't that difficult for you you're not really changing your body and and that's just because you're not providing a stress great enough that your body has to adapt to it's it just it's it just not going to change and that's where like you go into a whole bunch of science with this kind of stuff but that's where i normally tend to tell people like as far as intensity purposes as far as intensity is concerned how do you measure intensity because that sounds like a very emotional thing. Like you feel like you're you're working hard. You feel like you're bringing intensity. But how do you actually measure that? I can tell you how it's not measured. It's not measured by how quickly you do the workout. It's not measured by how high your heart rate gets. It's not measured by how, how sweaty you are, how out of breath you are. It's not measured by if you can only take 10 second rest in between your exercises or your, or your sets. That's not it, man. It's just simply not it. That's if you're looking to build muscle, all of that shit doesn't matter. What you need to kind of start tracking and honestly measuring is there's something called an RPE scale, an RPE scale and an RIR scale. RPE stands for rate of perceived exertion and RIR stands for reps in reserve. So I kind of use these two in conjunction when kind of like when kind of programming for my clients' workouts, but basically what this means is rate of perceived exertion is how hard are you actually working. That's like a measure of your actual working, and then you combine that with reps in reserve, which is basically how hard are you working and how many reps do you have left. So for example, if on a scale of one to 10, an eight on an RPE scale with RIR, I know we're getting into like acronyms, but an eight on the RPE scale with an RIR of two, that means you're, you're at an eight on 
rate of perceived exertion and you have two reps left in the tank. So if you get done your set of 10 reps, but you had two reps left in the tank, you have an RPE of eight and you have an RIR of two because you probably could have done two more reps and you worked up to about an eight on the RPE scale. So again, RPE scale is like, how hard are you actually working? And then RIR is how many reps that you have in the tank. But you can use those in conjunction because again, if, and this is normally what I tell people, it's hard to give you an exact number because for example, you going to a 10 on the RPE scale, which is like absolute failure, like you can't do one more rep. You doing that on a bicep curl, for example, is a lot different than you doing that on sumo deadlifts, like a, a set of 15 bicep curls or a set of three sumo deadlifts. That set of three sumo deadlifts is going to just absolutely murder you. Like it's going to murder your muscles, murder your nervous system. Like that is going to require a lot out of you. Whereas like going to a set of failure on bicep curls, like, yeah, your biceps might be burning, but like, it's not really that taxing for your body. So what does this mean? In, in actuality, a good kind of barometer is if you are anywhere in between this kind of like seven to nine, nine and a half. So like, for example, nine, nine and a half, 10. So like, for example, if you finish a set with, you know, a seven on the RPE scale rate of perceived exertion, that means you, you know, you, you're working hard, but you probably could have done like three more reps, right? You probably had three more reps left in the tank. And then again, if you're going to like a nine, nine and a half or a 10, you maybe could have done one more rep, like maybe, or like you're about to fail, like just completely fail the movement. So you normally being anywhere between a seven and a 10 on this RPE scale, which again, if you have a set of 10 reps, if you finish that set of 10 reps and you could have done three more reps, that is an RPE of seven. If you could have done two more reps, that's an RPE of eight. If you could have done one more rep, that's an RPE of nine. And obviously if you fail, that's a 10, right? So you staying in between this normally seven to 10 rep range is going to be where you get the most results. And again, if we're talking about intensity in this part, you have to bring appropriate intensity to these workouts to create change. That has to happen. There, there's no way around that. So now bring in this kind of RPE scale, and I think I'm going to do a YouTube video on this to maybe go a bit more in depth and show you, but bring in a scale, you can now track and measure, am I actually going intense enough? Because I, I, I see this so many times with people I coach. You think you're at an, an eight or a nine on the RPE scale, but then like something happens where like I say do X, Y, and Z, or just something happens and you do five more reps than you, than you, than you were previously doing. And you're like, oh shit. And like, you really were at like a four on the RPE scale, not actually an, an eight or a nine. So like you have to get, it's, it's hard because you have to start being very honest with yourself. And like, are you really pushing yourself to these limits? Because again, if, if you're doing a set of 10 reps and you're like, talking in between, you're like watching a movie, you're like doing these things, like, are you really working that hard? Like, are you really putting forth the the intensity you are going to need to build muscle? The answer is no, probably not. And I see this so many times. So being very honest with yourself, it's not easy, but being very honest with yourself and, and really evaluating your workouts on a more, more than just like an emotional level or, or just like even just like a getting it done like checking it checking the box off like if you're looking to build muscle you have to start bringing appropriate intensity to these workouts and again this this can go into we'll get into this later but like appropriate form appropriate volume like all these things but if you're not build if you're not bringing intensity to these sets you are not going to see your body change. I don't care how many sets and reps you do. I don't care what exercises you do. I, I don't care I don't care about anything else. 
if the intensity is not there, you will simply not see change. So that's why I put it as first, and it's one of the most important things that you're going to come across. Um, I'm going to link an article here in the show notes below on uh, an article I wrote about how to pick the best weight for strength training and also um, – I think it's called the best workout plan to build muscle. I'll link those two articles in the show notes below. Feel free to go read those. But uh, those are two good articles to kind of go more in depth on what I'm talking about right here. If you want a bit more in depth or if you're like a a visual learner, I put both of those RPE scales and the RIR scales in that article. So feel free if you want to to kind of go check that out. But um, let's move on to the next one. So we covered intensity. Now we're going to talk about volume. And in the sense of this conversation, volume is just going to be sets and reps so for example if you're doing a squat and i say three sets of 10 reps that's volume right so volume the the one the the biggest thing i want to start off with is well actually okay i'll start with this i'll start with like reps and sets and those kind of things and then i'm going to get into the difference between real volume and, and not real volume and like you're probably wondering what that means but i will get into it in a second here so as far as reps and sets Like I said, if your intensity is there, you're going to build muscle. But there are certain quote-unquote rep ranges that allow you to bring that intensity and and bring that volume and mix those two things together. So normally, if you're looking to build muscle on compound movements, you're looking to stay between 5 and 8 reps max. On your accessory movements, you're looking to stay between 6 and 12 reps max. And on your isolation, you're looking to go between 10 to 15 reps max, right? So... And again, actually, I'm also going to link a, I'm also going to link a YouTube video here that kind of goes over, excuse me, how to create your own workout program. So feel free to head to the link in my description here below, and uh, you can go to the YouTube video. I think it's called How to Create Your Own Workout Routine or Create Your Own Workout Program, either one of those two. Um, but I'm going to link that there. So that kind of again goes over this a bit more in depth as well. And again, it's visual for those of you who are visual learners. Um, but so, like I said. If you, if you want to write this down, compound movements, try to stay between five to eight reps, maybe three to four sets. Um, accessory, try to stay between six to 12 reps with three to four sets. And then isolation can go between 10 to 15 reps with two to four sets. Okay. So that's kind of the rep ranges, all those kind of things. Um, and then as far as like how many days a week, so let's say for example, you're doing, you know, like you, you want to hit your legs. I would try to hit every muscle group two times a week. So whether this looks like lower body, upper body, full body on like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or you can do lower, upper, lower, upper on like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, rest Wednesday, Thursday, Friday type deal. Um, But so three to four days a week, but you're hitting your muscle groups two times a week. So that's as far as like reps and sets. But Honestly, the more important part here is I can give you the perfect reps. I can give you the perfect sets. I can give you the perfect plan. But there's a big difference between doing doing working set volume that's going to lead to growth and then doing junk volume. And this kind of goes back to like intensity. And this is why like intensity is the umbrella of all this. If you're doing volume just for the sake of doing volume, you're not going to change. Body is not going to change because there's a big difference between doing the volume with the appropriate intensity and then doing the volume just, just like I said, to do the volume. Because... I fell into this trap actually very early on as well. Like I would just do, I always thought more, 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 more is better. The more volume I do, the, the more volume I accumulate, you know, the, the faster I'm going to grow muscles, the faster I'm going to get, get results. That is not the case. And, and honestly, I wish it was because if it was, that would be like, I would love doing that. That would be easy as shit for me. But it's not until I realized that like, yes, you have three sets of 10 reps on a bicep curl. 
But how intense are each one of those sets and how intense are each one of those reps? It, it boils down to every single rep you do because if you're doing the reps where like – again, if you're doing the reps where the first three or four reps are kind of like you know whatever and then like the, maybe the last one is starting to be like, oh, okay, I can feel this. What are you really doing? What what change are you really making? And this we're going to talk about this in, in the form in the next section. But there's a big difference between just doing doing exercises just to check it off the box and actually – it's almost like putting yourself inside of your body, getting that mind-muscle connection, and actually working the intended muscle. And so, when I say volume, and it's it's you can go. There's plenty of things on this. There's there's a bunch of great research by people who are way way smarter than me. Um, but regardless, no matter what, no matter what information you get, no matter what sets and reps you do, you have to make sure that your intensity is there and you're not just doing junk volume. And what I mean by junk volume is you're just doing it just to do it. That unfortunately that is not going to be good enough. It's just like anything else, right? Like if you half ass it, but that's not going to be good enough. And again, I experienced this firsthand because I would do tons of, you know, bicep curls. I would do tons of legs. I do tons of everything. But like, I always noticed my intensity was never there because there was so much work I had to do that I couldn't really mentally hone in on the goal at hand. I couldn't mentally hone in on every single rep because I was doing 20 sets of a muscle group for an ex- for, for a workout. Like the, you just can't – you cannot physically bring your mental self to like get into that mode and kind of like bring the intensity necessary with that high of volume. Like if I told you, hey, go do – go do 20 sets of a bicep curl or go do two sets of a bicep curl. You're probably going to be like, okay, I only have two sets. Like I have to make sure I bring it. That's kind of like what I'm talking about here. If, if you 90% of you honestly could probably work out less and see way better results. And I, and I mean that, I mean that hundred percent because that's coming from experience, but that's also coming from me coaching thousands of people. It's just like, if you actually did less, but did more, if you, if you did less but did more, you, you did less actual work, but you did more work in the sense of you made what you were doing count more, you would see better results, 100%. You'd see better results because, again, it, it's you're actually doing more work by doing less work. You're making the most of what you have. And like, and this is like a side rant too, but people always ask me, what, what should I do on rest days? Like, you should fucking rest on rest days. Like, people think that more, more, more. I'm telling you firsthand, that is not always the case. And Make the best of what you're doing. Don't worry about doing more. Worry, concern yourself with doing the best with what you have available to you right now. Like doing the best with the sets and reps you have right now. You don't need to add more. You need to make those sets and reps better. So that would be my kind of uh, two cents on volume and uh, what I think there. So main driver, do not just do junk volume. Do volume that's going to help you um, build muscle. So and so this kind of sways into the next point, and that is um, form. So. Form is important for the obvious reason of not getting hurt. But honestly, just I've seen from coaching people, that's normally not a good enough reason to like make people actually focus and concentrate on their form. Because like they like, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll be fine. Like they don't actually care. But when I say like, hey, listen, like get good form because if not, you're not working the right muscle and you're not gonna see results, then like their 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 ears pop up and their eyes open, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like for whatever reason, I don't know. But um, but I want you to I want you to think of it like this. Like, if you're doing a bicep curl, for example, and you jack up the weight because you're trying to do heavy weight or whatever it is, and and you have to use your shoulder, you use your hips, you use your 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 glutes, you use your forearm, like you're using all these other muscle groups besides your biceps. If you're curling a 30 pound dumbbell, 
your bicep is only getting like 12 pounds of that because eight pounds are going to your shoulders. You know, six pounds are going to your hips. Five pounds are going to your core. Like you're not actually doing a 30 pound bicep curl. So you're not actually getting the results of that 30 pound bicep curl. If you would just come down a bit on the weight, make sure your form is, is on point. Now, there's a difference between making sure your form is on point and like obsessing over every single little thing with your form. If you do that, you, you have to find this, it's, it's balancing the line. Like you have to find a happy medium. But again, if you want to actually work a muscle, if you want to improve an area on your body, whether it's glutes, whether it's shoulders, whether it's biceps, it's probably a good idea to make sure that the weight you are using is getting to that area correctly. Cause if not, if you're doing a side shoulder raise to make your shoulders look better, but you're using all momentum, how are your shoulders going to get better? They're not, they're not getting any of the work done. It's, it's like the, the same thing if you're doing like a stiff leg deadlift. You're trying to work your hamstrings. If you're using all lower back, if you're using all shoulders, if you're using all you – know, if you're not using your hamstrings, your hamstrings are not going to get better. And this – like – Logically, you're hearing me say this and you're like, no shit, Eric, this makes total sense. But I guarantee you, go into the gym next time you do your workouts and like actually think about, are my hamstrings doing the work? Are my biceps doing the work? Like what is actually moving the weight? Am I, am I just moving the weight or am I making my muscles contract around the weight that's being used? There, those are, and again, I, I'm, and I'm no saint. Like I still do this to this day and I have a very, very hard time kind of like, finding that balance of like making sure I'm using, I'm, I'm a hundred percent using the muscles. Cause we all want to go heavier. Like, I mean, to this day, like this morning I, I had to like kind of oh, nail my mic. Sorry. I kind of had to check myself and I was like, listen, like have to make sure you're using muscles because it's very easy to get caught up in using momentum with the movements. That is, that's like weightlifting. You're just lifting weights, but building muscle, bodybuilding, building muscle is using the muscle to make contractions with that weight. So it's two different things, and I really, really urge you to take a closer look at your form and see what's going on because for so many people, myself included, like first and foremost, myself included, but so many people can benefit so greatly from taking a deeper dive and taking the ego out of it, like taking your ego out of the fact that you want to lift heavier weights or the fact that you think you can lift this weight. Cool. You might be able to lift that weight fine. But are you actually using that intended muscle to make that weight lift? There's a big difference there. And, I, and if there was one thing I could go back and change in my early career, I would make sure 110% that aside from like, you know, if I'm deadlifting for a, a three, a, a max of three reps, like I don't give a fuck what muscles using. I want to get the weight up like that's different. But if you're looking to actually improve an area on your body, you have to make sure that that, that muscle is getting worked. So that's my two cents on form. I would strongly suggest you take videos of yourself and watch them. Um, if you have like a coach or something, let them look at your form videos. But even beyond that, if you don't like make sure you're taking videos of yourself and see because I can't tell you how many times I thought I was spot on and I watched my video and I was like, fuck, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. I could have kept my shoulders down. I could have squeezed more at the top. Like it's so beneficial and, and most people don't like doing that. But the ROI return on investment, the ROI you're going to get from doing that is, is greater than honestly most things you're concerning yourself with right now. So, um, that's my thoughts on form. So moving right along to one of the last points here, and that is going to be, if you want to build muscle, you have to be in a calorie surplus, but, 
there are exceptions. So first and foremost, if you are a if you are a rank beginner, like you are a total beginner, like you've never you've never actually followed a structured strength training program. And what I mean by this is like, I don't mean you going to the gym and taking classes. I don't mean you doing like random hit workouts at home. Like I mean, actually following a structured strength training program. If you are new to that, you will build muscle regardless because it's just, it's a new stress you have to, you're putting on your body. Your body's never had to adapt to this before. So immediately from doing that, you could be in a calorie, you could be in a calorie deficit and, and gain muscle because it's new. Your body has to adapt to it regardless. But once you get past that kind of like six to nine month mark, as far as you actually following a structured strength training program, that's when, if you want to actually build muscle, you need to be in a calorie surplus. And you can you can retain and maintain lean muscle on a, on a calorie deficit, like as long as your protein's high, as long as you don't go too low in calories. So like example, if your maintenance is 2,500, if you go like, you know, 2,000, 2,100, you're probably not, not going to lose much muscle mass. Again, especially if your protein takes high. Now, if you're going to 1,200 calories, like, yeah, you're probably going to lose some muscle mass. But as long as you keep your protein high and don't go too low in calories, you'll retain lean muscle, you'll keep lean muscle, but you won't build any lean muscle. And this is hard for a lot of people because especially and this is especially hard for women. It's hard for guys too. I've had this I've had this issue with with men as well, but especially for women who have lost weight or or for just women in general who don't really never have really thought about building muscle. It's hard because when you're in a calorie surplus, you're eating more calories than what your body burns. So you're not going to be losing weight. Like that is the first and foremost thing. Like the goal of building muscle is not to lose weight. Like that's not your goal. Your goal is to build muscle beyond that. So that means the scale is not going to drop. And you know what? Like that, that has to be okay with you. If you really want to build muscle, you have to be okay with the scale not dropping. And for so many people, that's what this whole journey started out as is I want to see the scale go down. I have to lose weight. Now I'm saying you have to build muscle and you're, you're, the scale is not going to drop down. So that's a hard part. I understand. But also on top of that, like when you're in a calorie surplus, like your pants may fit a bit tighter, your clothes may fit a bit tighter, like you're probably not going to be as lean as you probably could be. And you know what? That's okay. I- I'm doing that right now. Like right now for the past, I'd probably say for the past six months, seven months, like I've been really, really bulking in the sense of like, I'm trying to put on muscle mass, I'm trying to build and like, you know what? No, I'm not the lean. I'm not the leanest I've ever been. You know what? Like, I don't wear many shorts, but I wore shorts one time last week, because I went to-, went to see my parents. And like, yeah, those shorts are a little tight around the waist, but you know what? Like, here's the thing I tell every single person, and this is especially for you if you've lost weight and you're scared to kind of like eat more calories. I know how to lose weight. You eat in a calorie deficit. You know how to lose weight. You eat in a calorie deficit. If I really wanted to right now, I would just eat less calories and I would lose body fat. Like that's – and I, it's it's very easy to say when – it's very easy for me to say because like – People like if you haven't done that yet, it's obviously not that simple, not that not that easy. But once you've done that, like I can lose body fat if I wanted to, but that's not what I want to do right now. And for you out there listening, if you want to build muscle, you have to keep that in mind. Like there are certain times where yes, being a lower body fat percentage may be what's right for you. Like for example, first and foremost, just because I want to see, because I haven't actually like had a cut in so long, but I'm going to the beach November 28th, going to Turks and Caicos, hopefully. So you know what? Like I probably want to be a bit leaner when I go there just because I don't know, just because it's something to work towards. I, I don't know. I don't really know. But 
So yeah, for that period of time, I'll probably be okay with six to eight weeks of not building muscle because I just want to get a bit leaner. And like, that's what I want to do. But for right now, in this moment in time, I want to build muscle. That is what that is my goal. So I'm okay with the scale not being down. I'm okay with my clothes fitting differently. I'm okay with being a little tighter on the waist. Like that all comes with the territory. And again, <clears throat> you're more than welcome not to do it. But I would ask you like, I would ask you, <clears throat> excuse me, don't do what is easy or comfortable. Do what you know is right. And, and that's something I, I, with everybody I coach this through, I ask them the question. I'm like, do you think building muscle is the right thing to do? And every single time they're like, yes, I think it is. I'm like, perfect. And then two weeks in, they're like, oh my God, the scale went up. My clothes are fitting differently. Oh my God. I'm like, okay, what's the right thing to do? And then they're like, well, the, the scale, the scale. I'm like, no, no, no. What's the right thing to do? And they're like, okay, build muscle. I understand. Like, so you you have to mentally more than anything else make sure you're in a in a state of mind where building muscle is going to be okay with you. That that has to be that has to remain your goal. And by the way, building muscle takes a shit ton of more time than losing fat. So like, if you're not committing at least at the very least four to six months of building muscle, don't even it's not even worth it. Like don't even don't even do it because you're not gonna. You're not going to build that much muscle in two months. It's just physically impossible. So if you're not willing to, if you're not willing to completely dedicate at the very least four to six months of building muscle, I would honestly say probably just stay at maintenance or something because you're not going to build that much muscle anyway. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on diet. Um, it's it's really just like again like going back to it. It's like watching grass grow. Like um, it's just it's boring. It's slow. But again, like that's kind of just how it is. Um, and then one last thing on that, like. As far as the diet part, um, I get this a lot too. It's like people who have lost weight don't want to go back to their old habits. But you have to remember, like, it's not like you're going – not not go back to your old habits because you're eating more food. But you have to remember, it's not like you're just like a free-for-all. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm going to eat, eat everything now. Like, you're still going to be counting calories, or at least you probably should still be counting calories if, if this is you, kind of like what you're thinking about. You should still be counting calories. You should still have a calorie goal. You should still have a protein goal. Like – there's still going to be structure to your day. There's still going to be structure to your eating habits. And again, like if you work that hard to get rid of those eating habits, you have to understand like habits are, are built in a very specific way. It's not like you've worked nine months to lose body fat. And now all of a sudden all those habits are gone. Like, no, those are, that's going to be the way you eat. Like that's going to be your portion size. That's going to be like, that's going to be what you do. Um, so those are my two cents on that. I would not be afraid of I don't say I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid. It's a wrong word. I, I would, again, ask you what, what is right. It, it, building muscle, eating in a calorie surplus, that is what is right. So if you want to build muscle, that's what you have to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, those are kind of my thoughts. That's my checklist there. That's the four, I think it was four, yeah, four main things um, as far as a muscle building checklist. Um, again, this is the farthest thing from, like, a quick fix or do this quick and see results. Like, again, building muscle is like watching grass grow or watching paint dry. It is not a... It is not an outrageously fast process, but you know what? Like, it, it is what it is. And the second point of that is, this is especially for ladies, if you think you're going to get big and bulky from lifting weights, I'm going to link an article here in the show notes again below. Um, I think it's called The Best Workout for Toned Arms. I give you two examples of the clients I've coached who are currently with me, and they are um, lifting heavy fucking weights and seeing amazing results. If you want to go see what they look like, I strongly suggest you go click on that link and go there. Um, so that's what you can kind of like, if you think lifting weights is going to make you big and bulky, please go read that article and you will see what I am talking about. So guys, if you have watched this far, thank you. Watch, listen, if you have listened this far, thank you. I know it was a 
kind of a longer podcast than I normally do, but uh, I try to give as much information as I can. So um, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoy the length of this podcast, if you did not enjoy the length of this podcast, feel free to reach out. Let me know. Um, I've gotten a few uh, a few new listeners and like just people telling me that they're they're starting to listen and like you know I, I found your podcast, etc. So uh, super stoked to hear that. That makes me very happy. Um, I like doing it. Honestly, I like doing. Like the TikToks and the Instagram are cool, but that's like a 15 second video, right? Like it's not, I can't go that in depth. Um, so I enjoy doing more long form content. Um, also, if, if you like more long form content, again, like I talked about my articles, I talked about my YouTube videos, please feel free to check it out on YouTube. It should just be like just Google or just, yeah, I don't know, Google YouTube Eric Roberts. That should pop up right there. Um, and if you want to read some of the articles I've written, feel free to go to my website, Eric robertsfitness.com and they all should be right there so thank you so much for listening if you have any questions please reach out to me if you have a question on your specific plan or want me to help you create your plan feel free to reach out to me we can kind of jam on that too as well so uh beyond that thank you guys we'll talk soon